everybody, and welcome back to the 1313 Podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. I'm Jacob. And I'm Tommy. To all you regs, welcome back to the podcast, to all you shinies. Welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. Before we start, you know the, the basics, you know the ground rules. At 500 subscribers, which we are rapidly, not rapidly, we are approaching. We're approaching. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's, at some point, at hopefully s- in this decade, it will, sh- it <laughs> well, will be here. You can win either... The 212th Battalion Trooper or Bad Batch Rex. The Bad Batch Rex. And you get to pick which one you win. If you are our lucky winner, you get to pick which figure you're going to get. So, if you would like to win either one of these figures, make sure that you're subscribed to the 1313 Podcast. Also, make sure that you're probably following us on Instagram because we will tell you how you can win the giveaway on Instagram. With that being said, follow us on all of our social media. Links will be in the description below. Also, if you want to be extra cool, Support us on Patreon. At the beginning of August, we will be giving away this figure. We have three tiers to our Patreon. All come with awesome bonuses. If you are in our Gungan Boss tier, we do monthly giveaways on the first of every month. And like Jacob just said, our August giveaway is the Umbra Arc... Umbra... Umbra Operative Arc Trooper. Try saying that ten times fast. Um, Don't actually. But yeah, so uh, aside from that... Join our Discord as well if you have not yet joined our Discord. A link for the Patreon and the Discord is also in the description below. Mm -hmm. A little more housekeeping. Yes, Um, yes. So if you will have noticed, this episode's coming out on a Friday, not a Monday. That's That's weird. quite peculiar. It's weird. We're changing our upload schedule in order to give you more content, 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 content. So... The reason that this came about was actually twofold. So part of the reason was a power was outage. <laughs> very late at night, Jacob and I were very tired, and a sign from a supernatural being, God whatever himself. you worship, whatever you do not, or don't, not was Jesus, whatever supernatural being you may or may not worship, decided to have a power outage on our house, well, their house, and uh, so we were like, oh, looks like we're not recording, and we were actually before that we were in the midst of t- discussing a new upload schedule because as we have grown our audience and grown our community we've noticed that we have two diverging groups of fans we have people who come to us for star wars discussions and content and then we have people that come to us for product discussion and content surrounding star wars like many things no i'm not gonna say that so (laughs) like (laughs) we're just gonna separate the two we're going to have the podcast mostly be discussions about Star Wars media. Yeah. And then we're going to be starting a new show called Tika's Trading Post. Tika's Trading Post will premiere on this following Monday. So at Mondays at 9 a.m., the, the Tika's Trading Post episodes will take the place of our normal podcast episodes. And podcast episodes will regularly come out on Fridays. These episodes are going to be a lot more kind of quick, fast-paced it's more just going to be heavy news as well as our pickups for the week. Um, all sorts of figure reveals with a heavy, heavy uh, insight on Hasbro, Lego, and Hot Toys. Yes. But if there's anything else that we find cool in that little, in that shopping cart that Tika be rolling around, yep. we're going to pull it out and we're going to show you off what we think is neat in all Star Wars products uh, for the week. Yeah. And so it's going to be very much like reveal facts, opinions, reveal facts, opinions. That's what you're going to get with that. It's going to be, like Jacob said, a lot more like fast paced, a lot more like um, not necessarily free form, but mm-hmm. a lot different. So hopefully that um, audience, um, you know, because then everybody's getting what they want and they can pick and choose rather than us just cramming everything into an hour to an hour and a half long podcast episode. Yep. Now, if you just want to watch product stuff, you have a dedicated video for you. 
And if you want both, now you're getting more content spread out throughout the week. So you're going to get videos of Tika's trading post every Monday. Yep. You're getting a new podcast every Friday. Yep. But then every other Wednesday, we are moving our Have a Chat series. So now you're going to have a two day gap between pretty much every single upload and then vlogs, live streams and reviews will be posted on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Saturday, Sunday, whenever we feel whenever like whenever we get them up. You know, mm -hmm. we have another vlog that we're going to record soon here as well. Yep. So another so. vlog is swiftly approaching. So mm -hmm. get ready for that. Yep, it'll be fun. But yes. So with that, with that, I think that about if, if anybody has any further questions for us, you can feel free to ask us in our discord or comment down below and we can answer any questions that you might have. Yep. And with that, we, we have something very, very exciting. This has been a long time in the making, a we few got, months even. We got more fan mail. Thank you to your casual clone. Your casual clone. Let me think about what corner he'll be in. I think he'll be in this corner. No, this corner. Um, you can check out his channel. Um, he does some awesome custom action figures, mostly clone troopers, um, out in Germany. Yes. So he does amazing work. Please make sure that you check him out on his YouTube. He also does live streams of his creative process yep. on Instagram. I joined him. He makes his own molds for the heads of the helmets. Cause he likes his molds better than the stock ones, but he made us a custom trooper. So this is again, for those of you who don't know, Action Display was so kind as to design us a custom 1313th Battalion Clone Trooper for our Clone Trooper tier in our Patreon. And uh, now we have a literal action figure of the 1313th Battalion And he packaged clone. this well. And he packaged it very well. And I, I literally, I feel like a kid on Christmas. I'm so, I'm so I've been anticipating seeing this action figure because we've seen quite some time. we've seen pictures. We've seen pictures. But, yes, in the Discord there have been pictures floating around. But the pictures never do it justice as to what it looks um, like. Your casual person. clone also has a video himself on his channel revealing the figure. So, oh man. Get that box oh, out of here. Oh man. Oh man. Oh gosh. Oh man. Oh! Oh, my. man. And he even did. Okay. Oh, even man. He even weathered the blasters. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Holy cow. Holy Whoa, cow. Whoa. I'm bringing Woo. this up to the camera. Oh, man. So as Jacob brings this up to the camera with the fine detail here, um, this guy looks straight out of a movie. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That is crazy. We'll spank him. Look at his feet. You gotta get the feet in there. That is nuts. Don't, go, don't look at my janky hands. Yeah, that is... Wow. Yeah, I like the color too. Mm -hmm. Looks great. Wow. I'm so impressed with... Can I see him? No. <laughs> Dude. He's mine. He looks... Oh, he looks so good. He took the time. Every... Even like the white armor plating is airbrushed. Oh my god. And the joints feel really smooth on it too. Yeah, this guy is wow, this is masterfully done. This is a figure right here. Um this is a, basically a miniature hot toys. This is yeah, this is a six inch scale hot toy right here. And oh man, my I am goodness. just I'm blown away. I seriously am. There are gonna be some pictures on the screen as I as we're kind of poking at him here, but again, every single line, every single detail on this figure just looks 
perfect. This is this is awesome. This is something and special. And the guns are weathered too. Which which blaster rifle should he have? The big one. The big one, yeah. The big one. The big one. Yeah. That is nuts. And thank you to casu- to your casual clone for making this figure for us from yes. scratch. This is literally aside from the helmet, this also is a completely original design from him, might I add, because he asked us how we wanted it to look. Um, and we told him, go for it. You decide what you want it to look like. And this was actually his first iteration. And we liked it. And we so liked much. it so much that we said, dude, go for it. And I love the color, the shade of orange. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different than the 212. It's almost red. Yeah. Reddish orange. That is just something special right there. That is just, I'm blown away. Oh, his head pops off. Mm-hmm. I'll pop that back on. <laughs> That is, and the 13th, 13th Battalion is growing. is growing. We have, you can see my figure down here. Um, this is Arc Trooper 0438 Tommy. And then now we have the Grunt. And then right now in the works from Lungi's hideout is uh, the Jacob 13th, 13th Battalion it's character. It's ARF Commander. And I yes, am so excited yes. for that because ARF Troopers are one of my favorites. Because my favorite Imperial is the Scout Trooper. And growing up, I was like, oh, the ARF is basically just a Scout and, Trooper. And side by side, they look great, too. Oh, my gosh. They look great. Yeah. This is something special. So. This is... Huge, huge, huge thank ha, you. Ha, out of the basement. You don't have custom figures. Ha, ha. Ah! You're not cool like us. So, we're, yeah. So, this messing. is... Uh, this is something like seriously special. Thank Again, you thank so you. much. Your casual clone. Yeah, this is. Thank you. This is perfect. Right we here. love it so much. So and um, actually, got... let me let me give my guy the other blaster. Let me give this guy the other blaster. You, your guy has pistols. He doesn't need them. <laughs> but yeah, so um, aside from that, as I poke around with this figure here, Jacob, um, we have our discussion for you guys that you were probably expecting earlier this week. Um, mm-hmm. So if you caught our last podcast episode, we did a uh, an in-depth discussion about the Rise of Skywalker, what we liked, what we didn't like. And uh, now we are going to do a discussion on Duel of the Fates. What could have been, maybe what should have been, or maybe what should not have been in some ways. Mm-hmm. That's Star Wars Episode Nine: The Duel of the Fates. For those of you who are unaware, um, before J.J. Abrams took the helm and wrote The Rise of Skywalker, um, <coughs> there was a, another movie in the works with a director named Colin Trevorrow. Um, this movie was going to be called Star Wars Episode Nine: The Duel of the Fates. Um, it was going to be its own movie, um, and it was going to... It was a very different storyline than what we ended up getting with uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And so I am... Very excited to talk mm-hmm. about it. Um, Jacob and I have both read through the script, so we didn't mm-hmm. do that cringe. Can I apologize. I read through the script last week. Yeah. In but... preparation for uh, a Sunday recording that yeah. never happens. But we didn't do that that cringe thing that a lot of people do where they see like one tweet or one TikTok about someone else's opinion on the script and then just, you know, regurgitated. We wanted to give you our opinion. We wanted to share truthful opinions and if you feel like joining in the discussion with us please do so Mm -hmm. in the comments and also if you want to get the gist of the script and you don't want to read the whole thing there's a summary of it on wikipedia wikipedia no just wikipedia Hmm. so yeah so well let's just um there's so a lot of the movie i'm gonna just we're i'm gonna kind of bounce between things i like things i didn't like okay um a lot of this is going to be 
do I prefer it over what we got in the Rise of Skywalker? Okay. That's where a lot of my opinions come from because I do like the Rise of Skywalker. Um, but there are something in some things with this script that I really liked more. And there are other things that I'm really glad they didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to go off concept art images too. Yeah. So you'll be seeing concept art throughout this yeah, yeah, discussion. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really liked about this movie that I liked a lot more than the rise of Skywalker was that a lot of the film took place on Coruscant. I liked that they tied it back to the prequel era. Yes. Whereas the, the entire sequel trilogy has only tied itself to the OT and kind of disregarded everything. There were very minor references to the prequel trilogy and in, in the sequel trilogy. Like when Kylo Ren goes, maybe Snoke should use a clone army. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, or the fact that, you know, the Sith Trooper helmets had T-visors. Yeah. But again, very, very subtle reference references. But um, for me, the, did you know, actually, originally in The Rise of Skywalker, there was supposed to be a small sequence that took place on Coruscant? And they took it out? They wrote it as a concept and then trashed it in the writing process. Um, Kylo Ren was going, he goes to Coruscant, which is now completely abandoned by all human life. And he meets up with, uh, there's like a species of wolves that have taken over the planet and he like encounters them. That I'm, was that was as far as the concept went, as I'm, far as I know. I'm glad that they scrapped that. Yeah, I'm glad. That, I, I can't see Coruscant being completely... Devoid of life. Devoid of any people after seeing how... How many people were there even after Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Um, in that scene that George Lucas added in the special editions. Yeah. But and it's canon. Yes. So um I like that Coruscant plays a, a very central role in the Duel of the Fates. That's something again I would have liked to have seen in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, because as much as I do like seeing new planets and new worlds, um, I do like Pasana in the rise of Skywalker, but Pasana is very, Oh, another sand planet. You already have Jeddah. You already have Tatooine. You already have several dozen other planets like, uh, Ryloth even, which are very like, uh, sandy and arid and, you know, dry places. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm glad that, that, you know, it would have been nice to see the Coruscant. Yeah. Something that's bustling with life. Yeah. Um, Um, but that, I think that's my biggest thing that I really liked about um, uh, the Duel of Fate script is the fact that most of it takes place on Coruscant. Especially yeah. growing up as a prequels fan, I would have liked to see it tie back to the prequels more than it actually did. Yeah. But um, another thing I found cool about the script was you don't see... The, you do get the parallel of you first see Kylo Ren on Mustafar. Yeah. But instead of him just kind of like going through like the growing back forest in duel of the fates he finds vader's castle and it's abandoned and i think that would have been way i think that would have been a way better callback to something that was ot era like kind of building yeah that wasn't the death star because while the death star was cool there's no way that there's be that much of it intact after the explosion that we saw that happened to it It i i just am like there, there's with that movie it's like i would have liked to have seen that's where he finds a sith wayfinder if they stuck with that storyline in the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. i would have rather him have gone to vader's castle and the ruins of whatever's left mm-hmm. and found it there than just in a random rock 
Yeah. That like for me, like it, it meant nothing, you know, like, I mean, you know, nostalgia baiting, whatever you could say all you want, but seeing Vader's castle would have been a lot more impactful to the story. And again, that is something that sometimes I watch the sequel trilogy and I'm like, this has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. Yeah. And it would have really tied it back into the Skywalker story to know that the ending of the story had Vader's castle involved, mm -hmm. the home of the most evil man who is also the chosen one who's also the, the best boy in the very end but um, yeah i liked that a lot i liked the fact that um uh oh howdy oh hell <laughs> i know i saw i saw the box that's awesome <sighs> if you did not see so jacob and jackson's father got the bad batch four pack the vintage collection nice and so we are That'll be in Tika's Trading Post. It will be in Tika's Trading Post episode one if you want to hear us talk more about that pack. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, where were we? Where uh, were we? Yes, so... Was, oh, I like the fact that Ky Kylo is getting kind of taunted or kind of haunted by Luke Skywalker while he enters the... Yeah, and that's something that I would have liked to have seen more of. You know, you get that awesome scene in The Rise of Skywalker where um, Kylo Ren, when he comes back to being Ben Solo, is interacting with his father, Han Solo. And I think that seeing that, you know, especially because Luke is force sensitive and he's a force ghost at this point, that's perfect. That would make perfect sense. It would help with Kylo Ren's conflict, conflicting feelings between the dark side and the light side. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's cool about Kylo Ren is that he's a character that's grappling with trying to stay away from the light side as opposed to so many other characters that are grappling to stay away from the dark side. Mm -hmm. that's something that drew me to kylo ren yeah it's different mm -hmm. i um i like though that he has to face kind of like a force apparition of vader though that was kind cool like, kind of like how luke does in episode five i feel like that would have continued a theme that happens with skywalkers instead of ray kind of seeing herself kind of empress ray shark teeth ray yeah yeah and and, and i just I think it would have been again a great way to. I think it would have been far more impactful everything. to see Darth Vader on screen than it would be to see Shark Tooth Ray. And they tried to push Shark Tooth Ray really hard with the products too. Yeah, you think and about nobody it. Nobody liked it. No one really cared. Was the yeah. problem? Well, because it it was shown for like thirty seconds, not even thirty seconds, in a movie that feels like everything takes place in the emotional seconds. roller coaster that is the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But you're constantly going downhill. The only scene in The Rise of Skywalker that I feel like breathes is that scene with Kylo and Han Solo. That is the only... True, that's that a very the, good point. That is the only moment where they take a step back and they just let the scene play out. Because if that scene went like the rest of... It would have been like, he turns around and goes, Dad, and he goes, I know. And he throws the lightsaber. And that's what it would have been if right. it followed the pacing of the rest of the movie. Um... That's the only scene that breathes. I felt like reading the script of this movie, it felt like it had room to move. It yeah. didn't feel like it was just... Bup, 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 bup. Yeah. Um, there was one thing that I, I really like that Ray had a double-bladed blue lightsaber I, in this movie. Yes. I, in, especially in the concept art images, you see that. I, I thought it was so dumb that they, they basically took, just put like lightsaber tape yeah, on, they just on taped, the they Skywalker just, saber. They just duct taped it back together. That's not... I was going to say that's not how it works, but... That's not how the Force works! But it's in canon, so... It works. It, that is how it works. But it, it's just like... And especially because Rey uses a staff. 
in in The Force Awakens. It makes so, so much sense. So doesn't it make sense she already knows how to use a staff weapon that she would make a lightsaber out of a staff weapon, maybe using the crystal from Luke's lightsaber? Mm-hmm. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. You know? Um, I did like, at least in The Rise of Skywalker, that they used the parts from Rey's bow staff to make her yellow lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I just think it would have been way cooler to see a double-bladed lightsaber mm-hmm. from her because she knows how to use that fighting style. I think in total, the Duel of the Fates script matches the formula of... Because we all know that the sequels basically loosely followed 4, 5, and 6. But yeah. Four, 4 and 7 are basically the same movie. 5 and 8... 8 is like 5 but backwards. And then... 9 is just kind of its own thing. I think this movie kind of follows a more kind of... I don't know. It, it follows the the pattern of 4, 5, 6 a lot better. You see Rey disappear and all of a sudden she's back and she's a master. She has her own lightsaber. She has a new look. It just makes more sense. I feel... I think that... I think people would have liked Rey more in this movie than they did in the in Rise of Skywalker... Because she shows, it feels like there's more progression to her character than we see in The Rise of Skywalker. Well, I think, though, that the reason that they call Rey a Mary Sue in the first two movies is because she is the infallibly good character. Mm -hmm. She is good no matter what. And I think that it was good in The Rise of Skywalker to see her actually struggle with things, both emotionally and physically. Because in the first two movies, yes, she struggles, but but she's still the infallibly good character. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, you know, in the ninth movie, you see her actually grapple with things and try to have to deal with things mm-hmm. and everything is very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But then again, in Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker is up in the OT. Luke is an infallibly good character. He doesn't really struggle too much other than, man, I want to get off my home planet. And then in episode five. He's like training and he's like, no, I have to go help my friends. Well, but but Luke goes from being a whiny baby to a very mature character by the end of Return of the Jedi. Rey was just always, again, like very stagnant, like very, very much an infallibly good character through and through. Whereas at least with Luke, you see him grow into adulthood more mm-hmm. and you see him become, you know, stronger with the force and and more uh, content with his emotions. I guess you're right about that. You know, mm. um, like I retract do, my statement. Do you think that Luke in, in a new hope would do the things that Luke in return of the Jedi did? No. Yeah. So that's where I'm getting at. Like Ray though, Ray and force awakens. I could see her doing the same things in Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, but no, another thing I liked was with Kylo Ren. He gets, uh, he finds like that holocron and it's Palpatine. Basically one, it would have been nice to see a holocron in live action for the first time. Too, it, it's like Palpatine being like, "Go to the Sith instructor that instructed Plagueis." He's like really, really old. He's chilling somewhere, and just as like Kylo's like watching this recording, the Holocron scans him, goes, "You're not Vader," and shoots him in the face with like this lightning, and it like once again deforms him, and he has to get a new helmet. I liked. Okay, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Kylo Ren. I love his helmet design, but. The fact that they just super glued it back together, I, I didn't. I it looks really cool, but I think it would have made sense to give him something new. That's one of those things where I didn't care what I thought of it story wise. It looked that cool.
cool. That oh yeah, I just didn't care. I know. I and I think it looks cool, but I liked um in the script it reads. I forget what it says, but it says Kylo emerges with a new helmet, and it looks a little bit more like Darth Vader's. But it says, and he has a different breathing, and he has a different voice, and but it's supposed to be darker and deeper and kind of like heavier than Darth Vader. So it it kind of mimics the biggest bad that he's trying to be this entire time. And it just makes more sense to Kylo Ren's character because the entire time he's trying to be more like Vader. So now he kind of has this helmet that gets him more like Vader. It solidifies him as like yeah, his right. kind of wannabe, his fanboy. Yeah. He is, um. well, what's the guy from The Incredibles? Like the bad guy, I can't remember. Syndrome? Yeah, he's Syndrome. Uh, he can't be like Mr. Incredible, but he's going to try. Um, no, I liked that though. And the helmet design that we have in the concept art, it's okay. I like the Kylo Ren helmet with the cracks and stuff in it a lot more. Mm -hmm. But um, if they just would have, I feel if they would have taken that idea and rolled with it and they would have done like a different version of the Kylo Ren helmet, I feel like that would have been great. I also think that I like Finn's role in The Duel of the Fates yeah. leagues more than I like his role in The Rise of Skywalker. You know, because it feels like he actually has a character. It feels like he's actually a central character to the movie like he was in The Force Awakens instead of just, I am good guy with force power. And I keep I'm... alluding to the fact that I have force powers, but I don't say it the entire film. Yeah. I like that Finn leads the charge on Coruscant. I like that there's a battle on Coruscant yeah. in this movie as opposed to just, I mean, keep in mind, I do like the Exegol battle where they're fighting the Sith troopers. I think mm. it's cool. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but it's cool. But I digress as I drink my water. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, if I were to give my honest, my honest opinion, I think I liked... Duel of the Fates more than I liked Rise of Skywalker. Okay, let me say something that I don't like about Duel of the Fates. There was one thing I really didn't like about Duel of the Fates. And what was that? It was when, I think we're going to say the same thing, when it says something about Rey being like, I'm just going to combine the light and the dark side. Great Jedi! Great Jedi! I hate, when I read that I went, no. <laughs> no, um, actually that wasn't what I was going to say. Oh. I was going to say that I hate that General Hux is like the big bad. I liked it. Of Duel of the Fates. I liked I it. I hate it. I liked it because in The Force Awakens, he's he's literally Space Hitler. Like, he's the bad of the bad. He's the one that orders them to destroy all the planets using Starkiller base. He is a bad guy. Okay. Then okay. we see him as a little bit of a pushover in Episode 8, and then he's just a chum bucket in Episode 9. Let me just say, well, that would have let, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. <laughs> <laughs> We see, like, one of the last things we see of Hux is him about to straight cap Kylo Ren in episode eight. So we see that he's a bad guy still. I would have liked to see him, because now Snoke's gone, now he can rise above his station into a higher thing while Kylo Ren's gone looking for this thing on Mustafar. He takes complete control of the First Order, puts himself into power on Coruscant as Chancellor Hux. And, um... I just thought it was like a cool way for him to actually be expanded as a character and not be such a sleaze. I liked Hux in the first movie. I wanted to like him more, but he's just like, I'm the spy in, in episode nine. I was like, no. Yeah, but then it, it's like he gets made into such a coward in The Last Jedi. I feel like you can't, I feel like it makes more sense that he would try to just stay in the shadows and try to screw over Kylo Ren 
than it would in in the ninth movie than it would be like you know like I don't know it just feels like he like sneakily goes behind Kylo Ren's back and you really think Kylo Ren is not gonna find out that this dude literally just up and goes I'm the chancellor now mm-hmm. sorry everybody now you have to follow well, my rule well no that's the thing though he's still under Kylo Ren though it's it's described in that in the script when he's like meeting with that crime syndicate they're like where's your master and he's like I have no master like yeah you, yeah you do so like it, it's again it's another power struggle because Kylo is in control of everything but he's trying to scra- scrounge as much power as he can get it makes sense for him to be like oh I'm declaring myself chancellor now because he's trying to pull as much power as he can get while Kylo runs away so he can try to get out over him the entire his entire thing is him trying to one-up Kylo Ren the entire time and while he's yeah, but gone, he does that in ninth in the ninth movie already I just like the way that they did it in the rise of Skywalker better I I don't because in the it makes him look like king pushover. Yeah, because he is, for lack of a better term, he's a <laughs> like that's just what he is in the movie. Like but either in way, seven, he's not. <sighs> but yeah, but he gets made into one in episode eight. And you have remember we have to work with what we're given with episode nine. It's not like a, if they can glue the helmet back together, if they can tape the lightsaber back together, you can make Hux a better character. Dude, Flex Seal fixes everything, but you know what it doesn't fix? <laughs> it fixes Hux. It doesn't fix Hux's doo-doo ass character. Shut up! Hux, Hux is cool! No, 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 no. no. Hux was cool in seven. Hux was cool, and then he became a doo-doo ass character in the eighth movie, and he needs to stay a doo-doo ass no, coward. I gotta character. fight for my fellow ginger. I gotta fight for him. We are one in the same. He's the gold! He's the gold! He's the gold! <laughs> no. So, um uh, I I like that he was the big bad in this I one. don't, dude. I again, like I just again. At least they threw in Palpatine because it kind of wraps up the Skywalker saga a little bit because mm. it's like Palpatine was the big bad all along. Mm. I I prefer that over Hux because Hux is just some some guy to me. Like, you know, he's just space Hitler, you know, and mm. you know who's a better space Hitler? Palpatine. But here's the thing. Palpatine was supposed to be dead. Palpatine's a zombie, though. Yeah, that I... And without any of the marketing campaign, if you go straight into watching episode nine with the dead any, speak, you are so con- I showed it to my, my, uh, my shout out audience. I know you're not watching this, but if you are, I love you. Um, I, my Indian roommate, he never saw star Wars. So I was showing him all the movies and we got to episode nine and he was just kind of like, what is going on? I'm like, sorry, bud. It's just, this is the confusing one. Um, but no, I, I, I think plot-wise, it would have made more sense to have Hux be a bad guy rather than just the pushover. That yeah, but is. then he... Uh, but then it's like, I also didn't... I also don't care anything for General Pride. So when Pride kills Hux in Episode Nine, I'm like, great. One pointless character just killed another pointless character. You know? Well, no, and I was like... I was like, wow, this dude just got Count Dooku'd into the plot and he just <laughs> killed a, an established character. When you think about it, like, I, again, like... With with Dooku and Grievous, like they just up here, they're just like it's it's very much like the sequels. As a as a child who grew up watching the two thousand three Clone Wars series, mm-hmm. I I already knew who Dooku and Grievous were, and Duke and Grievous got introduced in that. So I just again, I always, as far as I can remember, these were existing characters in Star Wars. But imagine back in the day being people that were you just watched Attack of the Clones. You were like, well, it had some good action, some good CGI, kind of cringe dialogue. But, you know, for the most part, it was an okay movie. And then 
you walk into episode three and there's just this cyborg general. Mm -hmm. Count Dooku dies within the first 20 minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. And you just sit there and you're like, huh? What is going on? Well, and again, they, in the opening crawl, if you didn't watch like the 2003 Clone Wars, just imagine you'd watch in the opening crawl and it goes, the dastardly droid general, General Grievous. And you're like, who is this guy? Mm. <laughs> well, but then again, it does make sense that Dooku dies at the beginning of the movie because I don't know if you remember, Anakin did say his powers doubled from the last time they met. They doubled. They doubled. They doubled. They doubled. Yeah, double lightsaber. Good. Twice the pride. Double the fall. Double the fall. I always do my Count Dooku voice in the Clone Wars voice. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, do it in my uh, live action. I can't do a Christopher Lee voice. Mm, R.I.P. In the arms of the angels. So I was at a party last weekend, and and they were unironically <laughs> playing that song at the at the. No, it wasn't like it wasn't like like a, a bar party. It was like um a get together. Oh. One of my buddies just got a job. Yeah. Um. I, and so his family was having a party, and unironically that song was on the playlist. And my friends and I kind of looked at each other, and we were like, "Is this like an ad?" He was like, "No, my mom really likes this song." And we were like, "Okay, <laughs> that's kind of weird." That's funny. All I can think is Anna Shelter, Anna Shelter, Anna Shelter, but. Anyway, terrible. <laughs> anyway, so where were we? We were talking about the duel of the fates. I like mm -hmm. the title better than the rise of Skywalker yep. too. I think it's cool. It's I a didn't good way like to bring that. It back. I didn't like that in the end. It turns out that Ray just is a nobody. I like the Ray Palpatine thing, and I also like that Ray adopts the Skywalker name. I think it makes more sense, and it helps everything feel more cohesive than just Ray as a random person. Mm -hmm. You know, because at least when Kylo Ren redeems himself, it's because of someone whose lineage was a part of the plot. I would instead have liked, of just a random person. I would have liked to see because this doesn't happen in either of the movies. Ray stays alive in both of them. Kylo gives his life for Rey in the end after he's redeemed. Bro, Kylo Ren is irredeemable. Like, think about this. Even if he helps kill Palpatine or, you know, saves the day in the end, it's like, same with Vader. What are you going to do? Have him live? He just goes to jail for the rest of his life. I guarantee that someone would try to assassinate him. Oh, no, I'm not saying, like, I just think it would have made sense within this script for Duel of the Fates if Ray died and then Ben lived because then that is, it's the lineage of the Skywalkers. Cause then in this movie, they show that Ray's a nobody. So how's this, the Skywalker saga, if an absolute nobody to the Skywalker family lives, the Skywalker lineage is over completely. It's like, there's no continuation to their. And their I don't know. I, I guess that's why I like the rise of Skywalker ending because it's like, it shows that the Skywalker lineage does live on and it's more than just a name. It's more than just like the, the physical family members. It's something that transcends that, you know, it, it becomes something more by allowing someone who came from nothing and was nobody to save the day, become their own person instead of just being whatever they're told they are. Mm -hmm. And then adopting the Skywalker name. Mm -hmm. And in come y'all with the comments going to be all like, Oh, does that mean Jar Jar Binks can be a Skywalker? Oh, yep. does that mean Bobble Frick can be a Skywalker? No. Yes. No. Yes, that's not how the story works. Guess what? 
anybody can say that they're anybody, but at least they didn't get the blessing from Luke and Leia. On my third ID, it says my name is Juan Jagal from Colombia. I can be whoever I want. <laughs> oh, identity theft. <laughs> Forgery, yes, yes. Raise the star galactic identity fever. <laughs> um, overall, I think that I would have liked the movie if it came out and became a thing. I think there are a lot of things that I would have preferred over what we got, but I still yeah. love The Rise of Skywalker. And I think I think the reason why we like Duel of the Fates a whole lot more as a movie is because of all the ties to the prequels. You also have to remember too, the movie never went into production. Mm-hmm. It could have come out and been absolute like just a dumpster fire. It could have been way different than what we got in the script. Exactly. It could have been way different than that. Like the way it got directed, the way it was shot, like that, you know, everything could have been so different from what we, we are imagining the ideal mm-hmm. where we're, we're imagining again, what could have been, mm-hmm. or in some cases, what should have been in our opinion. Um, but there's, there's a lot in that movie that I feel like could have gone a lot different. Here's going to be, here's my future project. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that script. And I'm going to make the duel of the fates. I'm I'm saying, at some point in my life, I'm going to try to recreate this movie. Dang. Well, because I already got like the script done. The script's done. All you got to do is move on from that. Make an adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. There you go. And plus, nowadays, volumes are being built all over the world, and the technology to create them is so readily available. That's true. It's literally TV screens that you sync up together. And a game engine. That's very true. That's, that's what it, you can have a set. Any I can have something set in Coruscant if I wanted to. I just need a warehouse and the budget. There you go. Time to make the kickstart. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be cool though if we did if we did like a fan film. That would be cool if we redid the cool. entire duel. Of I, I also um I also just one small thing. I, I like that uh, Hux commits seppuku. Yeah, with he the, just stabs himself with like a lightsaber dagger. So no, it's a it it says in the script that it's a a prized lightsaber that's in his collection, and and the final scene it's revealed that the blade is purple. So I think that's Mace Windu's lightsaber. Mace, so Mace Windu deals justice on Coruscant like he was always meant to. Yeah, Mace Windu's alive. Oh no, I think this would definitely solidify the fact that Mace Windu is dead. Yeah. Um. I think that's another reason why they didn't go with that. <laughs> um, Don't listen to him, Anakin! <laughs> I need him! But oh. Overall, I think I would have enjoyed it. Overall, more. yeah, I, I probably would have really enjoyed the movie, and in a lot of ways, I probably would have enjoyed it more than what we got. Um, but again, that's coming from idealism and not... Yes, that's coming from our... Our puny brains trying to make up what this movie would have looked like. We are like. just two guys mm-hmm. on the internet. If you disagree with us, let us mm-hmm. know. And why? If you agree with us, let us know. And why? We'd love to engage in some discussion I liked, with you. Something I liked about the movie a lot more is that you got... So in The Rise of Skywalker, you got kind of like that... Not infighting, but like bickering that between Poe, Finn, and Rey. It makes their relationship feel more real. You get a lot more of that, though in Duel of Fate. That's true, yeah. It makes them feel like a tighter group of friends like that are actually going through something. Yeah. It makes them feel more real. Yeah. That was another thing. I and and again, I, I again, I really, really like Finn in that movie mm. more. I found it interesting that it, literally the first time you see Rey in that movie is she's disguised as a um, uh, Tuscan Raider. 
That was cool. Also, mm-hmm. mad disrespectful to Tuscan, so. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Oh, no. Like they're gonna... Is that Asherod Het? Is that, is that Sherrod Het? No. Oh, it's just Ray. <laughs> that would have made people mad. Oh, man. Is that Darth Crate? Oh, no, it's just Ray. You would have baited people so hard. <laughs> they would have been like... So if you do your movie adaptation, you have to really make it seem like it's going to be one of those guys. Oh, my the... gosh. That'd be so funny. Oh, my gosh. Everybody would hate me. And you would get a laugh out of it. I know you would. Yeah. That'd be, it would be dastardly. Diabolical. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, guys. So that's that's our discussion on the Duel of the Fates and what could have been. Um, and then next that, week, make sure you come back and we will be picking another Star Wars property to do a, uh, a retrospective on. Yeah. Or if you want, leave a comment. Whatever comment gets the most likes will be the one that we do. You next. could pick what we talk about. Yeah, whatever comment yeah. gets the most likes is the one that we'll do next. So, so yeah. So, uh, Jacob, mm-hmm. I have a question of the day oh. before we get into our good old Star Wars news here. Oh, okay. The lack of. Uh, yeah, there's really only one big thing I wanted to talk about. But if you had a choice to work in a guild in the Star Wars universe, whether that be the Bounty Hunters Guild, the Mining Guild, the um, Scrapper Guild, which one would you work in and why? Is this even a question? Yeah. Oh, I would like to be in the Mining Guild. So I could stay on the planet and basically work a desk job for the rest of my days. Oh, some I, people would choose that. I would like to be in the bounty hunters guild. Why? Because it is the most exciting of the professions. What if you die? We all gonna die. Maybe I'm a cat species and I got nine lives. What if you die to one hundred loath cats? I will die correct. <laughs> I will die right. The only way to die is by one hundred death by one hundred loath cats. Uh-huh. I don't know. Being a bounty hunter, just one, it sounds more exciting. Two, you can kill people almost legally. Uh, Imagine how boring the Scrapper Guild would be. Yeah. You're really just digging. You're so boring. It's not like I'm, like if I was Cal Kestis, I'd choose it. Well, if you're a republic enthusiast, though, and you like antique technologies and stuff, you get mm. the opportunity to really get into that. Mm. You know, But that's the thing. I'm trying to make a living. Or that. would you enlist in the Empire? Mm. The Stormtrooper Corps. I don't know. No? I don't know. No. I, I'd probably stick with bounty hunting. I, I honestly, I'd probably do like the mining guild. No, you'd join the empire. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you'd, you'd want to be, you'd want to be an MP. <laughs> you'd be like, I'm going to police the universe in my stormtrooper outfit. What do you mean I'm wrong? ISB agent. That'll be me. Yeah, ISB that's, agent. that's what you would be. That is that. Yeah, I gave you that mm-hmm. one. Um, Actually, though, what branch of the imperial military if you were forced into it would you want to try to get into Hmm. what would you like to be i think i like just because you said that i would obviously want my first choice would be to be an isb agent and then my second choice would to be um probably a tie pilot i'm saying either imperial navy or tie pilot yeah pilot is like ever since i got the one wheel I've had like a hyper fixation on like just vehicles in general. Like right now I'm in like my process. I'm trying to like get my motorcycle license because I think motorcycles are like the coolest thing ever. Um, and I've always like, cause I know the school I'm going to be going to, they have like a pilot like course thing. 
and I might take that up. I, I've always just had like this infatuation with vehicles, like boats, cars, motorcycles. I've always had like a thing for it. So I feel like doing that for a living in the Star Wars universe would be pretty cool. That would be cool. Either you're piloting a very tiny one man ship or you're in control of the big O ship. Mm -hmm. hmm. I don't know. I think, I think anything to do with the ships would be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so with space mechanic i'll be the guy who uh, i'll be tracing rafa i already got the hair for it <laughs> it's all poofy oh man and now you have to never have to cut it again don't you yeah i don't isn't that exciting it's liberating um and uh with that being said jacob let's talk about something that happened this past week what happened someone got a uh got out some leaked footage of the mandalorian season three trailer oh, um so if you don't want to hear anything about that i'm assuming the trailer will get shown to sdcc um i don't think so maybe it will i'm thinking maybe it'll go public that's what i think but there's a trailer um, that was actually leaked at Celebration. Part of it was, but the angle was really bad. The person was trying to record in between two people in front of them. The people's heads kept getting in their way. Yeah, because you couldn't do this. But this person was up on a, for this, whatever event this was, they were up on a balcony mm -hmm. and they just had a nice angle of the of the the screen and you got to see really the whole thing. Oh, this was at Celebration. Oh, it was at Celebration? Yeah. Oh, so why did it take so long for this person to post this? Because they... I don't know, enjoying their life? No. Screw that. Um, live your life through a phone. Every time you go to a concert, record the entire thing on your phone and post the entire thing to your Snapchat story because that's totally what everyone wants to see. I feel like I'm being called out. You don't do that. I did once. Once? I did oh once. Oh, my God. And then, I and then I listened to it back, and the audio was just... Because <laughs> it was metal. I was like, oh, nobody wants um, to see that. So yeah, we get some really cool shots in the uh, Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. Again, if you don't want to hear about this, leave. We don't want you if, We don't want you crying about spoiler, spoiler, spoilers for something that's literally going to come out. Boba Fett's going to be in it. Um, is We see the N1 land on just outside Mos Espa. In the oh, trailer. true that, true that, yeah. So Boba Fett's um, got to be in it. We see Bo-Katan talking with Mando, so I would assume that she's not immediately an adversary we but i think babu that... frick babu um babu frick and two more babus we see babu frick babu frack and babu foot <laughs> um and then uh we see a small mandalorian helmet made oh, for grogu probably for grogu is going to get a mandalorian helmet. i'm so excited for that because i remember shout out to skywalker hendrix he was texting us at one point and he was like do you see that there was a leak for season three and Grogu gets like a mech suit that he like powers. I was like, if Grogu gets a mech suit, I'm going to stop watching this. Yeah, dude, entirely. they take IG-11's body and they make it into a mech suit. I was like, IG-11 is is dead. He is, is disintegrated and melted in lava. There's no body left. No. Um, I I when it, when he told me that, I'm like, dude, I really I really like you, Skywalker Hendrix. If you're watching this, you're so cool. But when you said that, it made me so upset. <laughs> I was like, dude, if that is actually in the show, I'm gonna hang. I'm gonna. General Hux dual fates myself. <laughs> um, what about no? I'm not. What about Cambodia, Jacob? <laughs> Dude, still got days in the week left. Keep your eyes on the news. <laughs> anyway, Cambodia will rue the day. <laughs> they need, I need that the Cambodian government to rig that giveaway. Well, it doesn't matter because somebody 
um, in Out of the Basement. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Out of the Basement was giving away um, on Sunday an Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin Black Series figure from the Clone Wars yeah. in the box. And recently I've been bulking up my own personal collection because this is like the grand collection that, that's between my brother, my dad and I. But it's like there's some figures I want to have just for me. So I was like, oh, like I can bring places and not worry about like, oh, if something happens to it, like having two people in my family be upset with me. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll just, I'll, I hope I win those two. And uh, I said in, in the chat that if I did not win, Cambodia would be paying the price um, <laughs> via explosive. So, um, Disney, please, I want to sponsor, uh, I want your sponsorship. In inter- future, international, Jacob's going to, Jacob's going to show up at the UN for international <laughs> war crimes. But, um, so I did not get picked. So Cambodia has it coming, but <laughs> in the, like that, like two days later, shout out to Infernal Hippo. If you were watching the stream, you already know about this. Um, he pointed out and out of the basement's discord, somebody was like, I'm selling them for like 20 bucks and 25. And I was like. Oh no! So I, I snatched those. So now I'm waiting for those to get shipped. Yeah, dude, that's and, a good deal. And at some point, you will see them in a Tika's tra- trading post episode. You will. Yeah, we're moving our weekly pickups to that too. By the way. So. Yeah. So there will be pretty much nothing product related uh, in this episode. I hope you're not upset about it. Cry. And if you are, Just upset, gotta wait till Monday. You no, know if you are upset about it, leave your grievances in the comment section below. And we won't care. Well, we're. Here's the thing, though, about this. We're trying this out for, like... A few weeks. A few weeks. If it doesn't catch on, if we repeatedly get people saying that they don't like it, that they preferred having everything in just one episode, then we'll go back to... I think you more. will like it. But I, we hope that you'll like it. And if you don't like it, you're going to make it And also, Jacob's going to be editing the Tika's Trading Post yes, episodes. Yes, and I'm going to do my best to um, edit these in a way that... You know that girl that does like those this week in Star Wars? Yeah. I want to Kristen Baber. I want to edit it so it feels something more like that. Like it yeah. feels like a, yeah. a put together show rather than like a talk show. Yeah. So. But aside from that, um, there was also a shot where we see two giant groups of Mandalorians fighting each other mm-hmm. on what I assume would be Tatooine because everything in the Star Wars universe happens on Tatooine for some godforsaken reason. Um, and so, uh, you see Paz Vizsla, you see uh, some other unnamed Mandalorians and let me just say, I called it. I called it. You can thank me later. I'd like to thank the Academy, my mom. Um, there is going to be a Mandalorian civil war here. There is the children of the watch and there is Bo-Katan's Night Owls. I think there's going to be people, Mandalorians that side with either group and they're going to have a battle with each other. Yeah. And Din Djarin is going to be the one, the one ring, the one ring to rule them all. He's going to unite all the warring Mandalorians and become the Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And then say he doesn't want it. Yep. And then make the armorer and Bo-Katan share it, who we will also find out are actually sisters. I just threw that out there. I just, what if I was right though? What if I what if that was right? That'd be that, crazy. That'd be um, yes. Lost Katan. It was Satine. She actually didn't die. <laughs> Bo-Katan and Fro-Katan. <laughs> she has like a giant, like seventies Afro, but she would never take off her helmet. Uh-huh. So we wouldn't know unless it gets hit off her. Maybe she has a triple Mohawk or something like that. Maybe she's bald. <laughs> Maybe she's a Saj Ventress. Ooh, ooh. 
Um, no, that's a stupid theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, we get some really cool shots, so lots of shots, more Imperials, but it looks like our big bad is not Moff Gideon this mm -hmm. time, unless there's maybe a surprise reveal of Moff Gideon. Unless he breaks out of... Reveal! Mm -hmm. But, all in all, very excited for that show to come out. Me too. We've got Andor on the horizon. Andor is on the horizon, and about maybe like six weeks away now, five or six weeks. Yep. So, yeah. So, we're going to be doing episodes on that every Friday. Mm -hmm. Comic-Con is starting next week, so we might get some new Star Wars news to Indeed. talk about. Um, we're definitely going to get Marvel news. And whether we might talk about it, we might not. Depends if Tommy lets me. We'll find out. Excuse me. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. But with that... With that being said, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. It feels mm -hmm. good to not have to cram in nine million things into one podcast episode. Yep. And, uh, and if just... you didn't like it, let us know in the comments below. Also, be sure to leave a like. Leave that comment. Make sure that you're subscribed to 1313 Podcast on all six of your burner accounts. So that way we hit that 500 <laughs> subscriber goal. Please, I just want to hit it. Please. Subscriber bots. Please, subscriber bots. Please. The amount of times I, I like for a second, I thought about subscriber bots and I was like, no. That's no I would never. That's so stupid. That's admitting defeat. I would, I would rather have an honest number of viewers than than have, oh, I, get, I get thousands of views. No, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. You get thousands of views from Russian bots. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we're, keep, we're keeping it clean here. We're keeping it real. Keeping it you. real. Uh, we will not let ourselves fall to the dark side. Never. Um, but with that, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and follow us on Discord or join the Discord. Whatever. And join our Patreon yeah, if you would so choose. Please join the Patreon. We got some upgrades to the podcast that we want to get done, and we need more funds. You know For that. instance, we're trying to get a new... A webcam, webcam so we don't have absolute garbage camera quality the most embarrassing stream. thing of my entire existence was having rex and around on the show and we looked like absolute chumps with our little like pixelated camera overexposed it looked so bad i was so embarrassed so hopefully that problem gets fixed soon and it's because of the contributions to fellas and viewers like you appreciate it make the upgrades happen right now it's like we're, we're paying for our editing software we're paying for our uh, streaming software um and right now we're not going into debt every month feels because, good because of viewers like you so we appreciate all that you do we want to make the show better we want to make it more professional so if you got 13 dollars, you got five dollars you got two dollars that you just have sent around in your bank and you want to help fund the podcast. I'm once again asking for your financial. I'm once again asking for your financial support. Um, no pressure. Just if you feel like it, we appreciate you. You, you can get off do. your soapbox now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. get off. But yes, with that, everybody, we hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you on Monday for the first episode of Tika's Trading Post. Tika's Trading Post! Deuces, everybody. Deuces. Bye. Bye.